As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm down to Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of them. Episode one, one, zero, five of down to dunk. You can find us on the athletic and my and the athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your <laughs> podcast. Go to the athletic.com backslash down to dunk and get the athletic for 30% off. I am Luke. I'm Luke. <laughs> joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Oh. Slam through. Taylor. Like a bat out of hell, I'll be gone when <laughs> oh. the morning comes. Oh, Guys, no. last night. Oh, no. Rest in peace, Meat Passed away. Meat yeah. uh. Let me sleep on here. He died last that's night, the, Jay. Come on. And oh, that was, that was Jay. That was one of the songs in Paradise by the Dashboard Light. We lost hey, you, Jay, for a second. We, you, you glitched out. Before, you're back. You're back. Before you could say it's Jay. We need to hear oh, you say it. It's, it's Jay. It's Jay. You remember a time that we had a podcast <laughs> that we just kept singing uh, <laughs> the Meatloaf song where he dressed up like Beast? Yeah. And... Uh, I think I and I would do anything for love. I forgot we had a podcast. It's been a long time. I know. It's been a long time since I've done a pod in person. I know. In four in all four of us on All four of us still not still not there. Still I have not. I have no. not seen Jay for three months. It's been around Thanksgiving last time. That, I was really that is one hundred percent intentional. Jay, no. Oh, wow. wow. 
Jay, we, we beefing? Oh, no, because we beefing. Because Luke and I are connected by our mutual love of Jimmy Eat World. Even though Andrew and Alex both slandered Jimmy yeah. Eat World uh, and then Dashboard yeah. Confessional. So. Uh, yeah. We could just jump in because that's going to be my deep dive. How, really? I'm not that big of a Jimmy Eat World fan. I'm just a bigger fan than you and Alex. You talk like I'm the biggest fan on the world. Is that, are we doing a deep dive? I'll deep dive right now. Because this is what I think. Jimmy Eat World and Dashboard Confessional are coming to Criterion. Yeah. In uh, February? Jay? I have no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think February 5th. I could be wrong. Uh, March 1st, March 1st. And everyone should go because that's a great show. That is a great show. And, I won't deny it. And uh, how much are the tickets? COVID gone by then. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I think they're around $40. Oh, okay. um, I could not, don't hold me to that, but they're, I'll try not to. But they're, they're affordable. Okay. And I've seen that da- last time Dashboard came through, yeah. they came through with. Um, oh. someone else <laughs> that I don't remember and I'm trying to. Uh, Taking Back Sunday. Taking Back Sunday. And it was oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. And I think Dashboard just has an existing, like they know how to put together things so they just bring in people that they know are like that. Are they playing full band, Dashboard? That He does full band, then band goes away, just him. Oh. He goes away, encore, full band again. Full band again. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's very, very, very good. And uh, Jimmy World is with him. And I'm, I'm pretty excited for him. Were they, have you seen Tuesday, Jimmy March 1st? $45. I have never seen $45? dollars on Tuesday, March 1st. It's, it's an extra choose- five bucks. I'm not willing to spend, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, you, I'll give you oh, the extra probably $5. Processing I will fees. give you the $5. But what I would say <laughs> is, but Jimmy World is good, they're, but they're not my favorite. Yeah. But but for this that double billing I'm going for that. I'm you seeing them live might change that man. They are so good live. Really? Yeah. Jimmy World's amazing live. How much? I've how much them. of their? When did you last see him? Before I mean, just like really, probably May of nineteen. Oh really? So like yeah. where? Canes <laughs> Canes Ballroom. Oh, that's awesome. How much of their stuff is Bleed America? A lot. Okay, I'm, I'm ready, and everyone should go. That's good. That's po- the only one I really know. Podcast party. Pat- podcast podcast party. Futures? No, Futures is good, but Bleed Futures America. is fantastic. Yeah, it is good. I do like it. But beyond that, I lost them after that. Did you guess? Yeah, most most people did. <laughs> yeah. And and then I wanted to hear uh, Jane Taylor, because Andrew talked about it, that... that uh, You're going to hear Jane Taylor kiss? Yeah, I want to see right, it. Jane. I want to see it. Um, no, for that music festival. What was your? What was your? What band were you most excited for about that music festival? I told you guys that's that's literally like three years of music involvement before me, right? Like I never had really an emo face outside of Dashboard Confessional. Um, well, there's no time so like actually, the present. <laughs> come on, Jay. To get emo. I used to really listen to. Uh, Thursday, Taking Back Sunday. Who else did I listen Taking to? Taking Back Sunday's not on there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Oh, they are? Yeah, they are. Where? S- up here. Oh, they are. It. Okay. Paramore. That's a good one. That's a good one to That's to uncover. One. That is a good one. I'm very excited. Now you're like, ooh. I want to try to go to this. Still listen to Manchester Orchestra. I don't even know why they're... I mean, I guess they should be on here. <laughs> Sam I used to listen to. Is Avril on here? Yeah. I thought she was dead. 
No, she. Well, she is the original Avril's dead. She's been replaced. Oh, okay. The moles don't match up. <laughs> you get in, if you get into it, they don't match up. Okay, because the one I'm most excited for, hmm, starting line probably. Yeah. Or really, I'd I'd love to check in on the All American Rejects, see how they're doing. Yeah. Stillwater Zone. I think that'd be really good. Give them a checkup. Give them a checkup. See how they're doing. Does it feel? Does it feel like Bright Eyes is a weird fit? No. Not really. Not really. Because like the same people that would listen to all those bands would listen to Bright Eyes too. Yeah. yeah. They're a little. They're no, not, they're a, obviously a, different than those bands, but they're not. They don't. It's not. It's the same. Still in the person. same kind of realm. Right. Yeah. Same That's person. true. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Because if you guys I remember, had a bunch of friends that were into Bright Eyes. There was yeah. there was about a podcast about maybe now like two years ago where I was like, someone basically I said someone needed to do this. Like someone's about to cash in on like emo early. Like oh, mid- it's a huge thing right nostalgia. now. It's a huge oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Luke, yeah. there is somebody out there between the Righteous Gemstones and this Someone's festival. Someone's stealing all my ideas. Maybe I am too smart for my own good. We're officially old, though. That they're doing yeah, this is like the this. throwback. Yeah. The fact that yeah. they can get all these bands together and yeah. they're all like, yes. Right. World. Have you seen Chris Caraba recently? No, he's huge. He's like three hundred pounds. That's not <laughs> three hundred pounds. That would make it. I that would make it better if he had to sit down, cross eyed for his whole show. Yeah, cross eyed. No, he's a he's got a giant beard. He looks like the L man from yesterday. Wow, not today Good though. Beard. Shaved it. Okay. Wow. All right. That's, so if if you're listening on YouTube, you can officially type in in the comments. Podcast starts at nine minutes and thirty five seconds. The Thunder <laughs> lost to the Spurs in an embarrassing fashion, which is why we're not trying to get to the Thunder. Yeah, that quickly. one was. There's been two games like that with the Thunder where I felt like it was like uh, most every other game has been enjoyable to watch with them, but yeah. this one with the Spurs and then the Timberwolves won a few weeks ago. Those are two of the games where it was just like, man, they were not in it. And I'm sure I didn't listen to any of the post-game stuff, but I'm sure Mark was not pleased with the defensive effort. Uh, and it's so funny because earlier on I was talking trash on San Antonio. I was like, what are they even doing? Like, do I they even have a player? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, DeJounte Murray apparently is an all-star. Yeah. Uh, which is you need to do that at every sing- for every game. Like, yeah, te- send I got that you. text Dude, because I, th- you know, I think that it helped. You know who's going nowhere? Charlotte. Who gave us? I mean, what are yeah. they even doing in no, Charlotte? I'm, yeah. Overrated. I'm really excited to watch that game. Yeah. They can't consistently score. So Social like, media. Whatever. All star. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm really interested to see how the Thunder play tonight in Charlotte because I'm not fully convinced. I, I think they're going to win tonight in Charlotte. I'll say that. I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're going to win tonight in Charlotte. Most of the guys are going to play. I think that they have the juice to beat Charlotte. Charlotte's defense it, is not good. What is this? That's uh, um, a reverse jinx. Did yeah, Kendrick William, is, right Kenrich, is Kenrich out of health and safety protocols or is he still in them? Uh, last I checked, he was still in. Don't think I didn't hear you say Kenrick. Yeah, I know. I tried to. You used to call Dennis, I think, Scooter. Dennis Scooter when he Sh- worked when he played Shooter. here. So this is Andrew's lock of the week. Lock it in. The Thunder are going to win tonight in Charlotte. I'm I'm going lock it out. <laughs> Both I'll, the other. I'll bet you an ass from JJ's. A what? An ass. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> you glitched out a little bit. How am I glitching out? I'm like connected directly to the internet. 
don't know. Yeah. We ran, I ran an Ethernet cord from your house to Andrew's house, so it doesn't make That's sense. That's right. We're directly connected here. But you're going to give me a what? You want a bet? I'm going to get... I'm going to get Andrew and Apple further from JJ's if, if, if they the win. Thunder Okay. Yeah, I'll get you I'll get you one the next time I see you. JJ's Blueberry, Saloon. If they lose. Blueberry. Classic right. karaoke bar. Yeah, uh, I... Although I'm not, not eating that garbage right now, guys. Oh, you fit? That's the thing. With next... Jay, next time I see you, I think you're going to be like... I'm not going to recognize you. Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> I don't know. Just trying to get yourself Jay out of my life. Jay is beefing with you. You are beefing, man. He's got what beef. Did, what did I do? Beefing. Nothing. I love you. I love you, too. He wants a beef in your face. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like the Thunder always respond after they have a, a game like this. where it doesn't They normally do, but it well. normally ends up with one of those games where, like, yeah, they played really well, but they lost by three points. Right? Like the Dallas game, where I'm watching Dallas, and I'm like, hmm, Thunder yeah. looked like they're as good as Dallas, and then did, they lose just barely. Yeah. They, yeah. And you're right. They did that against the Nuggets after they lost in embarrassing fashion to the T-Wolves. They lost How did they play? The what was that game right after the Memphis game? Um, I'm pretty sure they won. It was Detroit, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. It was Detroit, and they looked terrible in the first half, and then I think they they came back and won that game. Uh, yeah, they played Detroit. They actually won two games in a row. They beat Detroit and Toronto, two games in a row. Well, yeah, seventy three point loss. You got to make up. You got to start adding totals. Because there's a lot a lot of a uh, lot of Twitter thunderheads that were. Y'all don't want to say anything about this team after now. That's right. Fourteen and thirty. Yeah, the Thunder in the Y'all last. Don't say anything about Detroit. <laughs> the Thunder in the last month have won three games. Feels great. Yeah, I feel more confident now in what's ahead of us as far as Tankathon than I have at any point this season. Yeah, and the real tri- the litmus test is Alex. Does Alex feel more confident? And he was a different <laughs> person on Wednesday. <laughs> I, he was. He was. Alex, don't follow Alex. Alex is so pessimistic about it. He is pessimistic about it. <laughs> and you know, we were. Uh, you know, the good thing about it as well is is if you look at Tankathon, like I don't know about you all, but if the Thunder get top three, uh, which is you know knock which is on not wood, impossible. But, yeah, but but if they get top three, which is pretty, I mean, it's a relatively likely in, uh, outcome. But I think all three of those guys are guys that you would be pretty thrilled with having. Like, I think everybody has a preference between one or the other. Yeah, but but all three of those guys fit actually a positional need, which is not really what the Thunder are drafting toward right now. But mm-hmm. if you look between Chet Palo and Jabari Smith, like if that's and if that's have, who goes one two three. I mean, I think Jaden Ivey right. has def, definitely has a chance to get in there. I think. <laughs> If if Shaden Sharp enters the draft, then I think that he'll have a shot. You know, if Orlando gets, I mean, I think Orlando would take a look at him, and I think Detroit might take a look at him. Um, yeah, man, but I could just see both of those teams going after Jabari Smith, right? Like he fits. I don't know. Definitely Chet. Detroit. Definitely Detroit. Would. Mike Schmidt still has Chet as his number one prospect in the 2022 draft, which I know Alex has been high on as well. But and one of the reasons that one of the reasons I'm even bringing up the draft is is the Andrew and Alex uh, I don't know reverse jinx. So on Wednesday, both of them mentioned the Indiana Pacers being the 
scary potential overcome the thunder because they're just a rudderless ship. Yeah. And then they rattle off two wins. How about that? Beat the Lakers and beat the Warriors, beat man. Golden State. And Golden State's not played well lately. And they're short. Draymond, man. Draymond Green's not there, which is everything, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they lost to the Pacers, who don't have Turner or Sabonis. I mean, that's kind of crazy. That they, I mean, their starters, Justin Holiday, Tory Craig, Goga, Batatse, uh, Chris Duarte, and then Kiefer Sykes. Kiefer. Who is under six feet tall. And they beat the, that I team. only knew two of those players. That team beat the Warriors. You're not a big Goga guy? He tried no, to is he the guy that looks like time. a middle aged, like, dad? Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. No, 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 sure? maybe. I don't know. I don't know what Jay thinks a middle-aged dad looks like, to be honest. He looks like you? he could be a middle-aged dad. A middle-aged dad. I'm a middle-aged dad. Wait, what's middle-aged? Let's all go I don't know. Let's all go consult. 40. Mirror. 40. <laughs> is 40 middle-aged? He doesn't have gray hair. Oh, no, but he has got a like. He looks yeah, like that's exactly what I'm thinking old. about. Yeah. I would say that's a middle-aged dad. I mean, we'd all be, <laughs> we'd all be really uh, grateful to look like uh, <laughs> Batadze yeah. at forty. Yeah, probably so. All right, fine. I'm a. Big did you guy. put a picture of him up? I like Goga. Uh, I did not, but maybe I will. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Goga fan. I think I'm, he's good. I'm a Goku fan. He hasn't had much of a chance. <laughs> Now yes, I'm a Goku fan. <laughs> Goku fan. But yeah, the Pacers getting two in a row is a is a is a huge deal. And you know maybe maybe now Rick Carlisle feels like he can coach now that the diva Sabonis is sitting down. That is so weird. I did I did <clears throat> listen to you and Alex talking about that on Wednesday, and I hadn't really considered it that much. To be honest, I forget that Rick Carlisle is coaching the Pacers. Yeah, except every like. Two or three weeks, something will come up. It's like, oh, yeah, he's coaching them. That is so strange. Yeah. I doesn't really feel like he's coaching them, though. He is on the sidelines. He was coaching last night. I was watching the second half. He was in it. Oh, he's coaching, coaching. He he was in it to win it. I have heard that that Domas is a diva. Really? (laughs) I've also heard that Rick Carlisle is a diva. Uh, There can only be one. Battle of the Divas. Elman knows. Cannot. Have you ever seen Mariah Carey? With any other girl? No. Wow. There's only room at the top for one. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Alpha Diva. Maybe that's it. Uh, yeah, the Thunder are in the, in the midst of a very important stretch and have already passed the first test here. And we'll, we'll see how they play. They're on the road for a little while. They're, they're not back in OKC until Monday. Um, so... They need to lose a lot of games here. I am feeling confident about the top of this draft. Or I actually like the top of this draft. But once you get to six, seven, eight, um, I just don't know how good any of those guys are going to be. So they really need... Is, the last, they really is Johnny need Davis the last guy that you're excited about? 
Probably so. Yeah. Like, I'm, do you like Jalen Duran or do you like uh, AJ Griffin? Not Benedict no. Mathurin or anything like that. Not really. And Johnny Davis is like a medium excitement guy. Like he's definitely lower than the Jabari, Chet, Paolo, Jaden Ivey guys. Like it's definitely a step down. So the fact that if Shaden Sharp actually enters the draft, like that's a huge deal for the Thunder. That is a really big deal. And... (laughs) (laughs) That's a really big deal. I have a frog in my throat <clears throat> because he really could cut into that top three there. And I was watching highlights of him and I'll tell you what, I've watched more highlights of him of anyone else. So to me, number one overall, <laughs> apparently Ty Ty Washington's been playing substantially better here recently too. Yeah. That's who they could get with the Clippers pick if they wanted to, you know? So I'm, I'm just trying to think out loud, guys. You know, like, what about if, what if they are able to pull off Jalen Duran and Jabari Smith in the first 10 whoa, picks? Whoa. Wow. Jalen Duran, I'm, I'm cooling on him. I've, I've cooled on him yeah. a bit. I don't know. Memphis is such a dumpster fire. Jay, what if we had They're two Shays? We could have two Shays. Think we about the potential. Two, right? Who's the other Shay? I'm just kidding. Giddy's not really like Shay, but no, I mean literally, their names are Shea. could be Shay. Shay. Oh, Shea. gotcha. Okay. Shay Don. <laughs> Shay Don and Shay Gill. Just. It'd be too confusing for them on the court. They can't play together. Well, Shay D, and then Shay G. That's not gonna work. I don't know. If the coach is like, pass it to Shay, the guys go like, oh, oh. No, he's like, pass it oh. to Shay D. And like, nah, did you say Shay G or Shay D? It's not gonna happen. Yeah, this is bad. Not gonna happen. They gotta stay away. They've got to stay Can't as far away it. as possible. And both Canadian. Both Canadian. Both represented by the same people. Just saying. Pass yeah. it to Shay. No, the Canadian Shay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. No. But he does. How he plays, from what <laughs> I've seen in breakdown videos of him, is super athlete. Big time athlete. Scores well off ball and can have the ball in his hand. He has yeah. a step back shot. I mean, this is all like high school stuff, of course, because he hasn't played in at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But like crazy athlete, good athlete, insane hops, yeah. and a type of guy that that does fill a role for this team. Oh yeah, <laughs> and if he's a shooter too, nobody else has like, got hops. That's a that's a guy that can come in. It seems like he's a guy that's just big play guy. He would he would definitely highlight play guy. He would definitely fit here. And they could use somebody that can score the basketball like that. And I feel like he would be perfect to tank for next year Mm -hmm. because I think that he's a guy that is going to use a lot of possessions and they're going to have a hard time figuring out (laughs) how to use a guy like that. So if that's their top pick, I'd feel a lot more confident in them tanking next year, which I'm, I'm growing more and more convinced that they're definitely tanking next year. Great. Definitely. Can't wait for this. Definitely. Um, so be ready, be ready for that. But yeah, this, that definitely changes what the draft could look like because there's a chance, like, I don't know. I think Chet Holmgren would, would be a nice fit here. And perhaps what if, if the Thunderfall stay at four, you know, that I think having Shaden Sharp in the mix, there's a better chance that Chet or Paulo or Jabari mm-hmm. drop, you know, we don't know what what teams think like Jabari Smith is definitely like the hot name right now. Like that's what most 
people think is uh, that's who they think is the best player in this draft. He's so hot right now. However, so hot. <laughs> we don't know what the preferences of any of these franchises are. So I think it'll be really interesting to see. It's only good it's only good for us if there's more players that are like, like rotated through that like yeah. this is actually the best player. And I hope he doesn't play. I hope he enters the draft. Yeah. And listen to Saturday Slam and Jam tomorrow. We have Sam Vecini coming on and we talk in detail about the Shade and Sharp stuff and how it works and what kind of player he is and everything. Like we go into extreme detail. I think we have like twenty minutes that we talk about him and the situation and how it affects the draft. So Ooh. Uh, get ready for that. Dang, what a teaser, bro. Ooh, Ooh. It's going to be great. Ooh, We've already tease, recorded man. it. I already know everything. I'm trying not to say all the things that were already said. Just play. Just play it. Ooh, just yeah. play it for us. Stop teasing. Stop teasing. Let me pull up the video. Ooh, tickle, tickle. Hold on. Just nope, not doing Jeez. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any other Thunder things going on that you all are mindful of? Yeah, Getty's in a little bit of a they turnover. They sat slump. Russ. They sat Russ. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Russ. We're so, oh, my God. They sat Russ. They sat Russ. <laughs> He's so mad. He almost left the game, but he didn't. He was just John. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan had to go get him. Had to go get him. Voice, you know, of, voice of reason. I'll be really interested to see how he responds. Russ spawns. Russ spawns to all of this. Um. I can't imagine he'd be very happy about the situation. I think they play in Orlando next. Um, yeah, it's just a it's just an odd situation because they knew what they were getting. It's like it's not a mystery like what you're getting when you trade for Russell Westbrook at this stage in his career. And I think that we've reached this point where there's a lot there's a lot of defenders of Russ out there, definitely. I don't think that Russ is like easily defendable today. And that's okay. But, however, I do think that if, if the Russell Westbrook people would just defend what his career has been and his legacy will be, I think stick with that. Don't try to defend his play today. Yeah. Because like Russ, as the player that he is, is done. You know? Like, that, it's over. Like, he can't be this anymore. And so he he really does have to change. And he's got to be willing to sit at the end of games or play off the bench or whatever he needs to do to make it work. Like he's got to do that. And the reason that he probably can't have a, a really long career is not because his body won't let him. It's because his brain won't let him. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's definitely like Allen Iverson 2.0. And part of the reason that he became such a great player was because he had this kind of drive. And it's also going to be what makes his career end faster. It's kind of like what... what you sound uh, like a hater, okay? Big Russ hater. Did you not see that I? dunk on Gobert? Still got it. Still <laughs> got Gobert it. The Gobert dunk happened the game before, Andrew. How quickly we forget about a dunk. It's just a, hater. a dunk. It's just about it's, this one dunk. It's just like the conversation that like we had like flashback like three or four years ago about Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. about how he was not ready to take on a bench role. Yeah. And like Russ coming off the bench would be phenomenal, but he's not you know, it's it he's going to take it as like 
take offense to it. Yeah. I mean, I felt like the worst part of the Russ thing was <laughs> who they benched him for, which was Malik Monk. Yeah. That's that's bad. The worst thing I think that's that's happening to Matt around it is after the Lakers games, the Twitter spaces that are happening where it's like Russ is in there listening. They can see that his avatar is there. I've seen one that he's been in and his brother's in it. And like, it's, that's not good. That's not going to be good for this situation. (laughs) It's going to be really bad. Okay. Can you imagine being Frank Vogel right now and having to deal with that Russ attitude? I I would probably just hope that I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> At the, after that decision, that's like a putting all your chips in decision right there. It's like, this is either going to be great for me. Yeah. But that came out, but the story came out that he had the blessing of management to do that. He did. So it's like, so it's well, like, of course they're going to bless him to make those decisions. If it works out well, then they'll praise him. If it works out poorly, then it's his fault. I know. But just to, to be, to be Russ and to be like, Hey, everyone's been talking about doing this. About but also, he's been in trade rumors and for every, how long? And a month, over a month you. now. Well, there's not really trade this. rumors. Like you can't trade him. No, but people talk about it at, for Russ. People still talk about trading him. Yeah, and like ESPN and all these people talk about can you trade Russ? Blah blah blah. Do they need to trade Russ? Can they figure it out? Yeah, but to Russ, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what the reality is. I'm sure the reality matters too. Well. I mean, he knows. I mean, yeah, a little bit. But like, he gets mad at perception and how people talk about him and and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the the truth is, like, he needs to be able to take a lesser role. He needs to stop shooting threes for the most part. He can take corner threes. He's actually shot the corner three fine. But above the break, threes like just need to be done. He needs to be able to drive to the basket, play a role, move around. he used to do the things that everybody has wanted him to do his whole career. Set screens, cut, do all the things, and he just oh, okay. won't do it. That's what I'm saying. This, yeah. is, this is why it's going to come to an end unless he's willing to go play for like a bad team for the rest of his career. You know, I mean, he's playing with LeBron James, who's playing yeah. great. LeBron has been awesome. And it's part of... Part of the fit issues is not all Russ. Part of it is the other role players that the Lakers have. Like the fit is just not there across the board. They're also missing Anthony Davis. But I it is it was just a big mistake from the start to bring Russell to this team because he takes up so many possessions. He's not the same guy that he was and frankly hasn't been the same guy since really 2017 and he's had some good seasons and that's great but russ has had a hard time affecting wins and losses you know it's been a while yeah he had and he drugged that washington team to the playoffs cool but like affecting winning at a high level like i think he could do that like put him on a team like the wizards again and I think that he could take a ton of possessions and maybe do something. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking like winning playoff games, yeah, like that's where I just, I mean, he hasn't, I mean, how many playoff games has he won since 2016? 20, after 2016, how many playoff games has he won? It's been how many is less it? than five, probably. Yeah, three. They won one in 2017, right? 
Yes. Or is it two? I can't remember. Did that go five, four or five? No, I think they I won think one because it was games. game. It was yeah. game five that they brought in Oladipo. That was one. Off the bench. They won yeah. two in the Jazz series. Yeah. And then. Got swept. Got swept. And wait, did they win one? They won four. No, no, no. It's been, it's been way more. Than oh, yeah, because the Rockets. The Rockets. I forget <laughs> oh, yeah, about the Rockets. I forget about the Rockets season, too. Yeah. It's won, Russ Slander. They won five there. So he's won like eight. Slandering this is kind his of some name. Russ Lan- it will be taken as Russ Slander for sure. But like the Rockets had to completely set the table for Russ, you know, for it to work. And then after they did that, they were still like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's kind of sad to look at his. I was looking at basketball reference. OKC all those years. And then different team every single year yeah and it's like i mean it's really hard to trade russ in season in the off season when teams are thinking about who they want to be i think you can trade him then but now it's not now would not be the time jay i've noticed you're sitting out of the uh russ lander uh segment i had to go and uh do some stuff here at the house but so <laughs> mm, i will say this convenient like, in the bathroom and Andrew, you alluded to it. Is it, it, some of it is Russ's responsibility and or fault, but also like I, there was not one single person that thought this was a good fit when it happened last summer. Yeah, like oh, there's people. So I don't know if it's Palinka or LeBron James, which one of them bears the burden of that. But if they would have just kept Alex Caruso and done that trade for Buddy Heald you know, or whatever, like there's, there were ways to make moves. And then on top of that is like AD, AD has been hurt. And then even before that, he wasn't playing up to his level. And so there are some other aspects to this band, but a team with LeBron and Rush, you just would expect to be better. Um, But man, they've just leveraged so much depth in the rest of their roster to have three max players on their team. And one of which is, is not really, to the level of a max player anymore. Yeah. You know, like I think there are places where Russ could play potentially, but you're right. It would have to be a team where everything was centered on him. Um, and those just don't exist. Right. Yeah, I was like, going to say like he's running out of options of teams that would be willing to do that. I mean, can you name a team right now that would say, you know what, let's, let's give it all up for Russell. Let's give let's let's make our team a Russell Westbrook team. Like, can you think of a team that would do that? Pacers, Kings, no. Like no. it has it would have to be a team that's desperate to draw people and maybe get into the play in. I think the New York Knicks would do it. The Knicks would not. I think they the would. Knicks. Hmm. I've I've actually dug into that a little bit because I thought the same thing. Like I think your your mind is in the right spot because like I thought the same thing, but I good job, Luke. Came up empty. Yeah. When asking questions. Yeah. They hmm. just like aging. Port- they just Portland. like aging stars that right. can bring in a bunch of people with names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just there's Golden just, State. Golden State. Not to Warriors. mention, not to mention the fact that you would have to. I mean, his contract is so giant, yeah. That you 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 can't just think of like random teams. You have to think, all right, what's a team that could put together a package for 
billion dollars. That's he, the problem. That's why the, they, they can't trade with anybody. The ultimate rest. No. The ultimate rest question is: Let's say he gets bought out. Would you not happen? Would you accept Holy him? Moly. Would you accept him back? <laughs> oh God! City? No. Let's just say that like things go so wrong in in L.A. that this summer they're just like, you know what? Will you take a thirty-seven million dollar buyout? This is one of those relationships where. You know, when you were in it, it was great. And it made a lot of sense for that time in your life, for that phase in your life. But you look back and you've grown. Uh, You've just changed. I would, you know, and you've not, you've just changed a part. You know what I mean? You both changed. And so you try to come back and you try to use He hasn't changed. Well, you know, things change. And you try to come back and you try to use that nostalgia and that, you know, it's maybe fiery for a little bit. It's really uh, (laughs) something special. (laughs) <laughs> and then pretty soon you find out, you know what? We're just not the same people that we used to be. Yeah. So I want to say this in a so way So you that move on and you start going on different dates with other people. Different dates. I want to put like qualifiers on this in the sense that I'm not trying to be like Russ's time here in Oklahoma City was really, I mean, 90% of it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I do wonder if there's part of it where Sam would just for the culture he's trying to create with this collection of players uh, is, is that wouldn't be something like Russ tries hard and he works hard and all of that stuff really matters. Yeah. And that's the part of the culture. I think that he would be able to leak, but there is also, I think some of Russ's personality and his way of playing that is pretty contrary to the, the brand of basketball that the Thunder seem to be trying to create today. So I think that that's part of the reason that, that, Sam wouldn't touch that at all uh, moving forward. As much as he loves Rob brought to the team, there was also a pretty – Sam didn't mince at the end of that uh, – I don't know if – I think it was the Portland series yeah. where he was just like, we've got to keep our composure a little bit better. Like there's a different – what do you say? There's a difference between aggressive and – I can't remember what it was. Something that was super confusing, but – um, I just don't think that that he fits. I don't. I don't think he fits with this kind of current attempt to create a new team. Um, and so I don't think that he would bring that part of the culture back into yeah. the organization. Yeah, that's probably true. And if it stifles the leadership growth of Shea or Giddy or you know, because he's just Russ is the the ultimate alpha. Like it's who he is. Like there's not a locker room he goes into where he's not, and that's one of his problems. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I was having this conversation yesterday. I was curious how you guys felt. <clears throat> how would you rank the Thunder young prospects? Hmm. So basically, take out Muscala, Kenrich, and Favors, and then rank the Thunder players based on how you think they're going to be in the future. So I think like Shea, Giddy, Dort is probably the order of those top three. Yeah. Does anybody disagree with that? No, I agree. I want no, to put, I think I that's want right. to put Giddy higher, but I'm not ready to. Yeah. I want to, though. Wow. So who, in your opinion, is next? Like who's, who's up next with the Thunder? We've got Trey Mann, Poku, JRE... Yeah, Trey Mann probably. Darius. Trey Mann. I was going to say the same thing. Trey Trey Mann's my guy, man. 
I love what he does on the court. And I always try to temper it now because we've had so many of those conversations about how, well, Thunder fans are just always so hyped on their rookies. But it's like, <laughs> I've never felt this way about Ferg, the way I feel. Like, Ferg was a great, he, he had the potential to be a great, like, slide in to, uh, you know, shooting guard role, but yeah. not anything spectacular. Trey Mann does stuff that I'm just like, holy what? Yeah. Like, I don't remember the Thunder having players that do what he does. Yeah. Um, you know, and as he grows a little stronger in his frame, like, how does his shot become more consistent? But his ability to create space, his creativity um, off the drive with the floater game and doing different things, like, he's got athleticism, like these dunks that we've seen. Trey is the guy that gives me the most, like, oh, is this the, you know, shocking high level contributor going forward that the thunder pulled at what 15 or 16 um 18 jre 18 is oh, a role Jackson. player yeah. i do think jre and I, I and i've i think maybe this is feeling more and more mainstream and thinking but i do think that wiggins is going to be a long-term role player if it's not for the thunder it's going to be somewhere he just does all sorts of right things um, while he's on the court, and but he's not anybody that you would rank being like, man, this guy's going to change the franchise. But I think he does carve out a role long term. So, but Trey Mann's the guy that I, every time I watch him, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, I would agree. Who would you have? Who do we have at five? So we have Trey at four. Guys, I think I, I think I know who's going to be last. Who? I think it's going to be Poku. Oh, last. I mean, Te- I don't. Teo's I need on this Andrew list to too. tell me. Yeah. I need Andrew to tell me what's going on with Poku. He's playing in the G League. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Okay. Oh. Yep. Next is um, either Wiggins or Jre. Probably Jre. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Jeremiah's next at five. Which just tells me, you know. I think doing this exercise, like I feel like a lot of people are like, man, the Thunder have a lot of really great young players. It's like they kind of don't. Yeah. Does J- <laughs> does JRE at five tell you more about JRE or Baisley? Um, Baisley. it tells me a lot about both. <laughs> yeah. To, to be honest, I think it says a lot about both of those guys because you know, really, like last year's last year's class, or really all the guys before that, like. I don't know. I mean, you just, I don't know that any of them are really long-term fits for the Thunder. Like, I don't think Teo is going to be a long-term guy for the Thunder. Never surrender. I'm becoming less confident that Poku can be a long-term guy for the Thunder. Um, Waste of all that money on your fanny pack. (laughs) Same with Darius. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, the Poku fanny pack in 10 years whether or not Boku works out, like he's still very young. It's something that I want a whole lot that I will not buy for myself. And there's not a lot of things that I want that I don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it will be a hilarious thing to have. Oh, yeah, it will if, be. Remember that Poku guy? Remember that he has custom fanny packs? This is also a good way to think about these guys. When you really think about them, to take them out of your bias, if you can. Do you think, place them on, pick a random team on the NBA and think, would they play minutes on that team? Yeah. Look at, like, look at the Spurs. Yeah. Like, how many of the guys on the Thunder would crack the rotation with the Spurs? Shea, mm-hmm. Dort, Giddy. Giddy. 
and that's probably the end of the list. Yeah, I mean Trey Trey Mann and Josh Primo, similar like as far as where they would fit, right? Probably so. And Josh Primo's playing a lot of G League minutes. Yeah, Josh Primo didn't play in that game the other night because he was with the Austin Spurs. So yeah, yeah, I think that. And I, here's the good news about Poku in my mind is what are they five years away of having to make a long-term decision? Like they'll extend them for something small because they believe in, Hey man, this dude's worth a 3 million or $5 million a year or whatever it would be to extend him. But Maybe. they don't have to make a decision on cutting but him what, loose for five. But years. They have so many draft picks. I was going to say up, they kind of need to roster. They're going to have a roster crunch issue is, yeah. is why they may not, if and and maybe he turns the corner, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, we can't. I can't say definitively that like Poku's done, but the progress that we would hope to see in year two isn't there yet. So and uh, maybe he'll come know. back. Maybe Man, he'll I, come back from the G League and, and, but he just has to be able to score with at least yeah. like any sort normal of normal bad efficiency. Like and, it's got to be not like worse than the 30, league efficiency. Thirty nine percent. From the field, he's got to no. I, he's got to get up over forty percent. Like you just can't. If you shoot less than forty percent from the field, unless you're like a top ten play, top ten pick in the draft, like you just can't play. All right, well that's Dort. So you just can't play. Okay, so do you Dort is shooting forty percent from the field? Oh, he shoot. He's right at forty. He's at right at forty. Oh, okay. He can well, play. Your argument still works. He can yeah, play. Yeah, but Dort. Dort also. I mean, does a lot of other things now more than probably reality is. Yeah, he does other things. The yeah. guys that are shooting less than forty percent from the field, and maybe this is why Trey Mann doesn't play very much. Trey Mann is one of them. He's shooting thirty nine percent from the field. Darius Baisley thirty nine percent. Poku thirty five percent. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you got to do something. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking <laughs> he about. just can't do it. <laughs> you know, Teo Maladone twenty eight percent. Goodbye. Never surrender. Oh. Never surrender. Never surrender. Yeah, it's just you just have to be able to score the basketball with some kind of efficiency. And if you can do it, then great, you can play. If you can't, then you. God, there's a can't. lot of. Su- I just don't remember this many sub forty players being on a team that I liked. Sub forty percent players, I should say. Well, who do you like in that group? Uh, Trey, uh, Trey. That's oh, you, big Olivier Sar guy. You sad? He's shooting thirty three percent from the field. No, but also I do think like because Giddy's percentages are down too. I feel like rookie year you're allowed to do that, especially yeah. if you're getting minutes. If you're top rookie ten year, pick, like it. who cares? Yeah. yeah. Second Josh year, is, Josh okay. is forty percent on the season. What about a top eighteen pick? If you're a first round pick, like sure. There we go. Pick. Yeah, first round pick, perfect. There All right, go. good. Good. Poke is a first round pick, but. Mm. You know, last but thirty nine percent and thirty five percent. It's a it's a it's big, a big difference. He's got so he's with the G League. He played a lot better last season after he came back from the G League bubble. Perhaps that will happen again because he's hopefully he can catch a rhythm and come back and at least shoot the basketball better because he's shown that he can do some other stuff on the court. He's been far more controlled this year than the year before, but yeah. it just time. doesn't really matter if he can't he can't shoot with any sort of close to decent efficiency. You know, like yeah, yeah you can matter. be all controlled and not throw the ball out of bounds every time you try to pass to somebody, but 
you've got to be able to score, especially since that's, I think his shots there, like there was that play. I mean, it's probably the last game he played for the Thunder where Giddy got the ball on the break and passed yep. it out to Poku, who literally put his hands up the moment he turned around on offense. Yep. And, he, you know, but he hit that three and it's like, if that was not even, I'm not even saying like if that was consistent, but that was even just decently consistent. Like, yeah. But it's just, he's just not there. No. It's not um, and, it, and I think the questions, there's a validity to the question of will he ever be. Um, but I'm not ready to quite throw in the towel on Poku. Yeah. But. I mean, it's not time to do that yet, but we can, it's fair to talk about how it has not worked out. Um, to further lock in my Charlotte win tonight, Kenrich Williams is no longer listed on the injury report as oh, health and safety protocols wow. and is probably on a plane as we speak to Charlotte okay. to rescue this team. So now I am confused about what you're Yeah, about to say. So you so do he's want them to win? I don't want them to win. I just think they're going to. So you're still um, locked locked in. I am firmly He's reverse jinxing, man. Locked out. I'm locked I, out. I am I locked in. I think he is in. too, Jay. I Kenrich being back really makes me more nervous about my apple fritter bet though i cannot wait to eat that apple fritter he needs to (laughs) free it will i think that just for man there are just some potential long-term effects of covid that i think are worth just pulling (laughs) kindred until 2023 we won't know it we can't we won't know anything and it's too early to tell april yeah we just won't. Know. It's just too early we to can tell, do buddy. That with whoever we want, out of an abundance. Hey, by the of way, caution. this Sorry. you want to talk about like the most, like one of the most depressing things yesterday. So this summer, I'm trying to take a. No, I don't want to con- talk about depressing things. <laughs> I don't either, really. I do. Jay, hit me with it. So I was taking a like substantial block of time off next summer and like this upcoming summer, and I so, went into me time the the. The Google search. Yeah, some me time. Trying to take some vacation, like actually try to kind of decompress. Dude, good for you. Anyway, all that to say that I looked at when I blocked off my time, and there is a high likelihood that I will be out of town the night of the lottery. Are you serious? Yes, guys. Where where are you going to be? How, how I don't do you, know Mexico. Hopefully, <laughs> just anywhere on a beach somewhere. Anywhere but here. Jay's trying to quit the pod. Is what he's wow, trying to say. Jay. No, I'm not. I promise you guys. This well, is we literally. I'm telling you, it was like depressing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, go. I'll be boys. You'll be what? I'll be watching. I'll be watching. It sounded like the way it, it happened. It sounded like it beeped out something. You said, "I'll be beep, boys." Yep, that's true. All right, uh, <laughs> Jay's gonna be getting beeped up. He's gonna be getting beeped. All right. We'll be right back after this quick beep. (laughs) Getting beat up. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
I need a. All right, we're back from our quick beep, and now it's time for. Hello, let's take Sean Fact on Fiddy Yesterday, for some reason, I was thinking about NBA player endorsements, and I was uh, I actually found this video that was top ten worst NBA endorsements. Oh. So I'm gonna give you a little a little taste, a little bit of flavor. Um, this first one coming up is going to be a Spurs endorsement. <laughs> oh, God. My segment is messing up. Come on, Tayshaun. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. So this is uh, Tiago Splitter and Gary Neal for a car dealership. Okay? Yeah. We need a car that is perfect for our team. Have a down, coach. Okay. Yes. So girls are uh, <laughs> a lot of girls are piling into this car that Tiago Splitters. Now if they could just find me a guard. They did. Okay, all these girls are in the back of this car that Tiago Splitters is about to close the trunk on, just packed full of girls. And then you look in the car, and Gary Neal is sitting in the car, and he turns around with the creepiest smile I've ever seen. It's like this is not this is not a well thought out commercial here. Wow. Okay, so that was one, and then I have a, a little special gift for you too. And I think we all remember this. That was so that was Russell Westbrook, DJ White, Nick Collison. Oh yeah, I remember that. Isn't that nice? Did so, they just give him one take? They didn't listen to like listen to the song three or four times, and then you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's definitely why. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you guys were an NBA player, what would be your local business endorsement? Here's what I'm singing. Okay, BC Clark's Christmas jingle. Oh, I mean, that thing is a classic. I'm singing it. <laughs> wow. It's going to be me, and I'm going to be dressed up, uh, you know, like a choir, but it's all going to be me. Oh, it's not, they're going to like, it's going <laughs> to multiply you <laughs> yes, by 20. But yes, me, but 20, it's going to be me singing. Wow. Joy uh, is the gift to give. Because um, that's, that's, that's mine. What would you okay. want? So you want, would you, would you want jewelry? What's the thing? I'd be dripping in jewelry. Oh, drip. Dripping. When I think of Luke, I think of drip. Andrew? Uh, I'd like to be a a spokesman for Brahms. Okay. Mm. Just have all the Brahms I would ever want. Okay. Quality milk. I had it. Okay. Iced cream. Last night. You did? You know what did you have? Chili. Oh, yeah. I got some good chili. And then I had a Reese's Mix Extra Reese's. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Cold Reese's in a bowl. And and my and the person that took my <laughs> took my order and came in, gave, gave my money to, so nice. Wow, thank you for that extra bit of information. Perfect service. Jamon? He went to, he's gone. gone. Oh, he's gone. Okay, I have one. Okay. It's Earl's Barbecue. Okay. Okay, and my name is Taylor Flystone. I would change my name if I was a uh, basketball player. Okay. To Flystone? Yeah, Taylor Flystone. I'm a dunker, dude. That's kind of cool. Flystone? Flystone. I fly, it's, but it's also it's hard. Needs a little bit more time in the oven. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> came to my mind. So, and it would be uh, the commercial would be, you know, Earl's 
Earl's Barbecue. Have you ever wondered why our barbecue sauce tastes so good? Come in the back. I'll show you our secret ingredient. And you're pissing in the barbecue sauce? No. no, no, no. <laughs> Close. They go back and they turn around in the corner and it's a, a beautiful bathtub uh-huh. full of barbecue sauce. And it's me, Taylor Flystone, just chilling in there. Well, then you're peeing in it. Yeah, well, That's the I'm doing some other stuff, yeah. You're gross. And then a single bubble pops up where between my legs... Oh, Taylor, no. Twitter questions. All right. Now back to the Brahms talk. Our first Twitter question comes from Alex underscore Bowler Jack, who wants to know what's the worst kind of milk? Strawberry milk. I was going to say strawberry milk. milk. Yeah. Just doesn't taste right. I never get it. I just never get it. It tastes like it's a forced, uh, forced combination. Here's the thing: is chocolate milk is so good. They tried to. They got. They got. It is good. They got high on their own supply, and they're like, "Let's do it with something else." Strawberries, bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out on any sort of almond milk or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, like a yeah, I wouldn't. I would never. Do you ever so coconut milk? You don't drink it, but have you ever cooked with coconut milk? I've never cooked with it. It's really good. I've drank it. It's not good. Coconut. Good. I like coconut, coconut milk water. Is, uh, it's both bad. What's good for you? It seems like it would be better than it is. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It sounds good. Like I like coconut, but I'm out on the milk or the water. Hmm. Mm. It's not good. It's just straight up not good. You think like, especially if you've ever been to like a beachy area where somebody's cutting right. up a coconut right. and they put a big straw in it. Do you think it's going to be really good? You think it's going to be delicious. You think like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be refreshing. Andrew, you drink is- it. It's disgusting. It's not good. This is because Sonic has tainted your idea of what coconuts taste no, like. No, I have eaten a coconut. Coconut. It's but not, it's, it's not it's, good. You you are onto something that's not very good, but the vibes are good. The vibe is great. The vibe yeah, is the great. Vibe is you, great. It looks great. Like you, yes. You know I kind of like put, the salty. Sweet you know what you need to put a little it. in that coconut, a little bit of rum. Yeah, that is probably true. <laughs> but on its own, it's yeah. not good. Rum, Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin, rum, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. You're a good man. <laughs> hey, Andrew, if you ever cook curry in this house, I can tell this is a big curry household. Yeah. Next time, use <laughs> use coconut milk to be like the the creamy part of the curry. Delicious. Then you okay. realize, oh, this is how it should always be. Yeah, but the, it's different. I'm just saying, it's just it's different than just having it just as is. The worst milk. I guess you're right. Oh, you ever wake up and accidentally pour a glass of half and half or heavy cream and suck that thing down? No. Oh, God, what a terrible way to wake up. That's That's the worst milk. No one does. It's not even milk. When you accidentally pour orange juice in your milk cup? Oh, God, that's some bad milk. I don't know what you're talking about. The milk's gone bad. The milk's gone bad. It's orange. I'm a stand-up comedian, and the whole crowd knows my tagline is, oh, that's some bad milk. <laughs> that's some bad the milk's milk. gone bad. Um, all right. Hey, um, our next Twitter question comes from at Fi <laughs> underscore Wilson. Who wants to know if the Thunder get a top three pick and they don't? take Chet, would you want them to take a center later in the draft or would you prefer them to play another year without a true center? Someone he has grown very intrigued by is Ishmael Kamagate. Could be had at mid to late 20s. Yeah. 
I I'd be fine with them if like let's say they got the fourth pick and they took Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp. I would be fine if they didn't draft a center. Oh yeah. I don't even think about centers that aren't the only center I would want to draft is a weirdo center. Yeah, I mean I would definitely take Chet or Paolo or Jabari, which yeah. really Jabari and Paolo are not centers. Like they they could play some small ball center, but they're not centers. Mm. So it's really just about Chet, who probably can't play center his rookie season anyways. <laughs> they do say the he's a part. lot stronger he, than he looks. He definitely is. They say that about me too. But I would I would want and I would probably play him next to Jeremiah next year, mm. who has played center primarily yeah. for the Thunder, and make him guard the bigger, stronger guys. Guys I think that's oh Jay, oh, Jay what the me. hell? What oh the my hell, gosh, man. what the hell, man? This voice, where did it come it scared from? Scared me. Uh, I do think that, and it's playing Chet and JRE next to each other kind of excited me. Like I think that would actually be a good pairing because you do have JRE who could do some work. Uh, I mean, it's this is like not even remotely a comp that makes sense, but. You remember when Perk and Serge both kind of played together, and Serge was the more natural shot blocker. Yeah. Uh, but Jerry, kind of fitting. Yeah. No, no, no it's not. You're not thick, way that off. Thick, that thickness, you're you know, that off. can body up on some of those big guys, and then you have Chet who can come and help out. I don't know. That's kind of what Gonzaga is doing with Timmy. Timmy's not a great defender necessarily, yeah. but but it is they're putting those two guys on the court together. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge Chet guy just because I do really it's this is the most boring way to evaluate him. I am super concerned about his ability to fill out. Um, but man, he does bring a level of potential that nobody else in that top five does in my mind. Yeah. Um, I've always been more on the Palo side and then watching a little bit of that game against Alabama. I do like uh, Jabari Smith. I don't know. He just, Jabari is the guy that makes me think there's more of that transcendent potential. Yeah, um, for sure. But anyway. Hey, guys, our next Twitter question comes from at Cody Kaiser, who wants to know our favorite Pop-Tart flavor, s'mores. S'mores. It's got to be s'mores. S'mores. S'mores is mine, too. Really? Wait, what's yours? Not s'mores? Not s'mores. Um, I like the brown sugar cinnamon mm-hmm. without the icing. Is there a bad well, whoa? That's yeah. gross. That's my favorite. If I'm doing a Pop Tart, I'm not worried about like the sugar content. Why it's would not you not about have the, the sugar icing? content? It's just I just don't like the I'm just out on the icing on that particular Pop Tart. On like a blueberry, I'll, I would take the icing. Where do you like strawberry where does too. S'mores rank in your, in your list? I'm not a, I'm not big on it. Oh, come on. Oh my god. I'm not come big on, on it. Dude. Live a little. <laughs> I'm not big. Live a little. (laughs) S'mores, man. Try it. It's good. I have to go as well. Jay, I love you and miss you. Hey, good to see you guys, man. Luke, take care. I hardly saw you. I would have heard you. (laughs) Uh, Cookies and cream pop tarts? Cookies and cream? Cookies and cream. Okay. Hey, guys. Everyone, you know what? Are you miffed and peeved, Jay, about anything? I'm miffed and peeved. I haven't seen you in three years. Yeah, I'm miffed and peeved about generally everything right now. Yeah. But uh, 
specifically no not really i mean i do wonder why what's this <laughs> i'm not trying to have this conversation but i guess kind of having this conversation so this guy that they love that they're that's on a 12 day uh or whatever i don't know what his Ten name day? is muhammad uh, yeah what's his name did diakite diakite i i don't understand why he plays and pokers in the g league like i'll just say it let me just say it I mean, there's. I mean, they're just bringing him in, right? They're just bringing him in to see what he can do, and that's it. See, oh wow, man, yeah, they're just and they're giving him a chance to play, is all, you know. Hey, I know I missed this because I had to go, and it's so cold outside. I had to take my son down to school. But uh, what do you? What's the trade deadline look like for OKC? Like. Anything, and also anything you're doing going forward for the trade deadline, like what what's your content creation going to look like? Did you already talk about this, or did I? No, no, no. We actually have not talked about it. We we will be doing a live trade deadline show on the Athletic YouTube page, so look out for that. Uh, I will probably be involved in some way. And for the Thunder, I think it's going to be mostly quiet. I could see them taking on some some contracts to um, help them get to the salary floor and maybe acquire some picks. I think that's what it will look like. I think that's... You think there's a chance they absorb... That's what I... I'm here to offer. Houston, John Wall, right off your hands, but remove your protections for the pick next year. I would be all for that. I'd be all about <laughs> so, that. Everybody I don't, would. Be, I don't yeah. think that they would be all about that. But yeah, I would do that in a second. You have any big predictions league wide? Uh, I, I do think that that there is a a good chance that Ben Simmons is traded by February to 10th. the. I would guess the Kings. Like the Kings, I think are probably the most desperate of the teams right now. So doesn't I, San Antonio make so much sense? I just don't know what. Yeah. What's the what Sixers? Is, what does I, Philly I, want? I kind of enjoy the narrative that is growing among Twitter where it's like Daryl Morey. I don't know why I've always had just a distaste for him. Yeah. Uh, but, and he's always been this beloved media GM. And I think mm-hmm. large part because of his availability, he would just was willing to talk to people and Definitely. be on their podcast and all that. But yeah, there's this part of me where it's like, everybody just realizes like how ridiculous he's holding out for what, and maybe the trade deadline pushes him in. But I'm like, even if he took back a less, I don't know, less dominant package, right? Like trading Ben Simmons for a top 25 guy is just not happening. But if you did put together a, a pick package around whoever from the Kings that came back, um, anything is better than nothing with that Sixers roster. And the way Embiid is playing, is is he playing at such a transcendent level that makes it to where adding peripheral pieces even I don't know if Halliburton's an option. It doesn't feel like that's it. Yeah, I don't know. But if there are are some of those guys that come back that could immediately improve that Sixers roster, I do ask that question of like, how good could they be? Don't it just feels like it's wasting this really, really unbelievable year of Embiid. It is Um, with with big guys. You just don't know their longevity. Yeah, I wonder if they're waiting for Harden, though. 
Yeah. Which might be the real. Case. Like they may Simmons be. for Harden. Like bye. Yeah. I think they might be waiting for another go around with James Harden. So Yeah. If they don't trade him, that would be my suspicion. Is that they're waiting on a, a James Harden trade for next for the summer. Which if you're the Nets, Ben Simmons for James Harden is not the worst thing in the world for your team. Oh. Like that's actually the kind of position that you'd want to put Ben in. Um, oh yeah, I think he'd be great. And, and Kyrie's the big question mark in that too. I mean, I know he's playing currently. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what next season would look like, but for the for the Nets to add Ben Simmons, and I, I think they would have to. My assumption is the Sixers would have to throw in more to get that trade, right? Like, is it James yeah. or is it Ben Simmons and Matisse, Tyrese Maxey, or Matisse Thybulle? Not, Ma- not Maxey, but maybe Matisse. Not Seth Curry. Definitely not Seth Curry. But they've got you like know. Patty Mills is like you know the same kind of thing i just think and maybe it has to be picks or something as well to kind of beef that up for the nets because i think it's not stupid to think that harden's a far more valuable asset than ben simmons yeah no i mean definitely i think that they have made ben simmons a ben simmons has made himself you know not as valuable if he was playing right like maybe so but yeah i don't know other than that I think the Kings are going to do something, whether it's trade for Sabonis or trade for Ben Simmons or trade for somebody. I think the Kings are not going to be able to help themselves. So <laughs> that's who I would take a look at. Uh, we got to yeah. read some five-star reviews, Jamon, before we go real quick. Yeah. So if you want to have yours read, just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we'll read them. This first one is comes from Joe Kickass666. He's from the United oh States. He says, bunch of middle-aged white dudes talk hoops in a fun way, complete with common white guy doing a 10-year-old Borat, my wife thing, and talking zany food takes that every other NBA pod does. OMG, soup is cereal, is a hot dog a sandwich, and what's the deal with Chick-fil-A? All the cliches aside, this pod is not tanking. Thank you so much for that review. This one comes from Tag Team Champions in the USA. Miracle Pod. I was unable to walk until I heard this podcast and now I can walk. My buddy was blind and this podcast gave him sight. His buddy was allergic to cereal and now after listening to the pod, he can now eat cereal anytime he wants. This podcast changes lives. Thank you so much. Uh, This one comes from at C underscore house in the USA. Best OKC Thunder Pod. Come for the top-notch Thunder content. Stay for the cereal reviews. I love that all three have all included cereal so far. Um, and then this one comes from at Aaron H. Chen in Taiwan. Five stars. I'm a fan from Taiwan. Really love you guys. Keep it up. Thunder up and good luck on the lottery. Thank you so much. If you want your review read, leave us one on Apple Podcasts. You can also, if you listen on Spotify, I don't think you can leave a written review, but you can definitely leave us a five-star review on Spotify. We'd appreciate that as well. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. 
Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.